90% of the business is automated with inexpensive virtual assistants, software, and automation. So the last thing I want any entrepreneur to do is build another job for themselves. So that's where the systems, the processes, the software, the inexpensive virtual assistants comes in. And there's actually companies out there that can help you right away with trained virtual assistants in the land business. One that comes to mind is landvaforyou.com. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Mark Podolsky. Mark is the owner of Frontier Properties, a land investment company. Mark, a.k.a. the Land Geek, is widely considered the country's most trusted and foremost authority on buying and selling raw, undeveloped land within the United States. Welcome to our show, Mark. Shahid, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So did you come up with that nickname or is it given to you? I actually came up with it because I was on a walk listening to a marketing audiobook. Uh-huh. And I thought they're just gonna give me ideas and and it said yeah. no one's gonna remember Mark Podolsky, but they'll remember <laughs> a name. So I thought, yeah. what what sort of encapsulates me? I'm like, oh, I'm I'm a geek. So yeah, it looks like you're doing very well for yourself. You have over five thousand unique transactions. Can you share any kind of challenge or mishap that you went through that you can recall to mind that you would like to share and how you overcame it? Yeah, gosh, I have I make so many mistakes. A day. Yeah, just end. I don't even Something know big. where to begin. So a big mistake. So yeah, I was doing a deal in this area of Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, called Treasure Lake, about uh, an hour outside of Pittsburgh. There's a university there. It's Penn State's right there. In this development, it was overdeveloped. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. overdeveloped by about a thousand lots, and it was beautiful. It was a gated community. It had three lakes, two PGA-rated golf courses, but the it was just overdeveloped. And so all these people had stopped paying taxes on these lots, like a thousand of them. And all these people had stopped paying their property owners association fees. So I fly in there with my suit and I go and I meet with them and say, hey, look, you've got all this dead money and I'm going to resurrect it. All you have to do is deed me these lots. And while I own them, I don't have to pay any taxes. I don't have to pay any property owners association fees. I'll sell these lots for you. And then when I sell them, you'll get a new person paying the taxes and paying the property owners association fees. It seems like an irresistible offer, right? They argued with me. They said, what about this? What about that? Who are these people going to be? Our lakes are going to get filled up and our golf course is going to be filled up and the restaurant's going to get filled up. So all these little contingent groups started fighting. They didn't want me to do the deal. And so I negotiated this deal for three years. Anyways, I get the deal and I start selling the lots. 
I made about $100,000 and then it's 2008 and I can't sell the lots. And so it was the first time in business I had to give back the properties and it was the first time I wasn't able to fulfill on a promise. And mm. so the lesson being, number one, that you can't force your way into a deal. And also, property owners association fees, I avoid now as well. And just because I mm. love the property doesn't mean the market will love yeah. the property. Plus, it was 2008, right? You couldn't really foresee that. Yeah. So the money machines in real estate without rehabs, redos, renters, renovations. Can you elaborate on that? Just so we yeah, get an idea. Let, mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me, let me walk you through the model. I'm going to assume mm-hmm. you own five acres of raw land where I live mm-hmm. in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you owe, let's say, $200 in back taxes. You're advertising two important things to me. Number one, you have no emotional attachment to that raw land. You're in Canada. Mm-hmm. The property is in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And number two, mm-hmm. you're financially distressed in some weird way. Because when you don't pay your property mm-hmm. taxes, you don't value mm-hmm. that property in the same way. That's As why, a result, yeah. yeah, the county treasurer keeps sending you notices saying, Shahid, if you don't pay your property taxes, you're going to lose that property to a tax deed or a tax lien investor. So all I'm going to do is look at the comparable sales on your five-acre parcel for the last 12 to 18 months. And I'm going to take the lowest comparable sale. Let's say it's $10,000. And I'm going to divide by four. And that's going to get me what Warren Buffett would call a 300% margin of safety. So I'm going to send you an offer for $2,500. Now you accept it. Why? Because for you, $2,500 is better than nothing. Now, in reality, three to 5% of people accept my quote unquote top dollar offer. But now that you've accepted it, I have to go through due diligence or in depth research. I have to confirm you still own the property. I have to confirm back taxes are only $200. I have to make sure there's been no breaks in the chain of title, no liens or encumbrances. And so I outsource this to my team in Jamaica. It costs about $11. They're connected mm-hmm. to an American title company. And then I'll buy the property from you for $2,500. Now, if it was more than $2,500, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have my team do it. I would go through a traditional title company. I wouldn't take any title risk. But this is under $5,000. So... I'll have my team do it. So now that I own the property, I'm going to sell that property that you used to own 30 days or less, and I'm going to make a cash flow like a rental home. So Shahid, I have a built-in best buyer. Do you know who it is? The neighbors. So I'm going to send out neighbor letters saying, here's your opportunity. Protect your privacy. Protect your views. Know your neighbor. So oftentimes, the neighbors will buy it. Now, if the neighbors pass, I'll go to my buyer's list. If the buyer's list passes, I'll go to a little website you may have heard of. It's called Craigslist. It's the 15th most trafficked website in the United States. I'll go to one I know you've heard of called Meta or Facebook, the buy-sell groups in the marketplace. And then I'll go to the lands. I'll go to landmoto.com, landandfarm.com, landsofamerica.com, landflip.com, landhub.com. These are platforms where people buy and sell raw land. But the secret is in the pricing because all I'm going to ask for is a $2,500 down payment. And then I'm going to owner finance it and make it a car payment. So let's say $2,500 down, $197 a month at 9% interest for the next 84 months. So I get a one-time sale 
I get my money out on the down payment. I could go to six to 10 months out. And now I'm getting $197 a month for the next 84 months. No renters, no rehabs, no renovations, no rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I'm exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, and the SAFE Act, all this onerous real estate legislation. So the, it's a simple game. Can I create enough land notes where my passive mm-hmm. income exceeds my fixed expenses? And now I'm working because I want to, not because I have to. Now, you're telling me you can pick up acres for just thousands of dollars, like under 5000 All day long. Yeah. So there's that much land out there that people are struggling with that will accept an offer like that. But what is the market value? Is it around the same or is it much higher? So this is an inefficient market and mm. no one knows the value. We're not talking about infill lots in, say, Toronto, mm. right? Mm. If you have an infill lot in Toronto, you're going to go to the biggest, baddest land broker in town and you'll get 120 cents on the dollar. These are rural lots, hour to three hours outside of the nearest city. And so mm. no one really knows okay. the value. Yeah. Okay. And, but do you ever come across someone that says, I want 200,000 for it? Sure. I said, why don't you ask for 2 million? Because the probability of you getting 200,000 for this lot is the same as getting 2 million. You might as well go big. If we're not going to be in in reality, might as well Uh really tell your friends, I've got a $2 million lot. I never heard of that much acreage for so cheap, even in the rural Maybe it's my ignorance. I'm not aware of properties like that available under $5,000. And you're saying yeah, there's, you, there are a ton. All the time. If you go to uh, uh-huh. landmoto.com, you can just, uh-huh. don't take my word for it, check out the yeah. Wow. And how difficult is it to find someone that will pay you that down payment for a property, in, uh, such a property? Yeah, I've done this now actually over 6,000 times. I've never been stuck mm-hmm. with a piece of raw land. There's a lust for land in the United States. So do they build a house on it then eventually? So they might build a house on it. A lot of them are legacy investors because oh, this is an asset that will last okay. forever. So mm-hmm. they have nothing to maintain, nothing to protect. The property taxes are inexpensive. And so maybe they'll go out there and camp or hunt or fish. They'll use it recreationally. Mm. And then maybe development comes out there and they build something or maybe they improve it in some way. In, in yeah. general, Mark, does the value increase of those type of properties over, over time? Yeah, because land is like gold, right? It increases in time like inflation. You only work in the United States. Is there a reason why you're not branching out to any other country or is it just that you want to remain or so much business in the U.S. that there's no point in going anywhere else? There's billions of acres in the United States. It's it's a huge country. As much as we like to make fun of our government here, it is stable. The laws are stable where, Mm. say, you look at properties in Latin America, you're taking government risk. There's a lot of frictional costs in places like Canada. We like to just stick to the United States. I'm not saying you couldn't do it in other countries. It it could work. It's just, I'd rather be an expert in this market. And your students that get involved with this, 
Can they be outside of the U.S. and do these investments? Yeah, we have people from almost every English-speaking country and some non-English-speaking countries. And mm. But when we teach it, we tell them to buy U.S. land, not in their own country. Of course. Yeah, the U.S. Yeah. properties, right? U.S. properties. And so how many acres do you have right now, if you don't mind me asking? I honestly don't know. We have thousands of notes. <laughs> But I, I couldn't yeah. even tell you. Yeah. So it seems like you have an A-plus rating with BBB, right? Can you share some core values and practices that contributed with such a high rate? Yeah. It's a simple business philosophy. Happy customers guaranteed. And yeah. that's it. So if they're not happy, if they go out there, they don't like the way the, the tumbleweed is or there's, there's something wrong with a rock out there or whatever it is, I don't care. I want them to be happy. So either exchange that property for property that they love or I'll refund them. Okay. So that was my next question. How do you sustain that? You yeah. make them happy or if they don't want to just take the refund? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Because today you're not working with just one person. You're working with their entire network. And so it's not worth it for one sale to ruin possibly 10,000 sales yeah, because they, they're unhappy. So do you have some customers that continuously buy these properties from you on, on a monthly retainer? Yeah. Once a land owner, always a land owner. So people love to buy raw land. And so my job is to make that experience so fun and simple and transparent and easy for them that they'll continue to buy and buy. So will your students compete with you then? How does that work when you train someone how to do this and, and you're going out in the same market? Obviously, there's so much land, but still, is there some kind of uh, rule yeah, I mean, with your students? No, our community is huge in the sense that everyone has an abundance mentality. There's enough for everybody. You, me, a million mm. people could be in this niche. We'll all run out of money before we run out of deal flow. And so there really isn't any competition. It was funny. I, was, I just did a training a week ago, and this is a total newbie in the room. And she comes up to me. She says, Mark, I just locked up 90 properties. And I'm like, I've been doing this for 23 years. How does someone who just gets into the market get 90 properties? And she did. And she's taking them down each month. Amazing. It's amazing. So for... The time that you find a property and pay the down payment and the time that you actually find someone, what is your average time difference between the two? We like to sell property in 30 days or less. Okay. But That's good. If, and so if we can't sell it in 30 days, something has to change. Maybe we have to lower the price. Maybe we have to raise the price. Maybe we have to lower the down payment. Maybe we have to raise the down payment. Maybe we have to change the headline. But there's something that's not resonating in that market and some variable that we have to isolate and test and change. And what percentage would you say that potentially you could get stuck once you take that ownership and you cannot find someone? Does that happen or is there a it's percentage? never happened. Never it's happened. It's never happened to me. For our clients, we guarantee it. We'll buy it if they, get, if they feel like they're stuck with a piece of property. Your if students? Follow, if, yeah, if they follow our model and they can't sell it, 
That's good. Sell it to us. We'll buy it. And we'll sell it. So now for an entrepreneur that wants to add a passive income and start getting into this uh, niche uh, because it's a low barrier of entry as well. Can you share what's, what's the minimum that they should be coming in to invest to get the ball rolling? How much does your course cost and how, how quick can they start their first deal? Can you share some details? Sure, sure. And let's start with the, the training. You should get started for free. I wouldn't invest in anything until I was certain that this is a model that resonated with me. So I've got a book. I would go to thelandgeek.com and just start there. I have a free podcast. We have YouTube videos. And start doing your research and see, okay, does this model even resonate with me? And then we have a free course as well. It's thelandgeek.com forward slash wholetailing. We'll teach you how to double your money 30 days or less. Start doing it and learning it before you go deeper into any training. I would say financially, we see people start with $500. I would say to start with $5,000 is, is a good start. Hey, and to get the hang of it, I guess it, within a week, you can start looking at deals. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is exciting. It's pretty cool. And how much time would an entrepreneur, for example, a business owner, someone just adding passive income, how much time investment they'll need per week? So we're geeky. And so 90% of the business is automated with inexpensive virtual assistants, software, and automation. So the last thing I want any entrepreneur to do is build another job for themselves. Yeah. And so that's where the systems, the processes, the software the inexpensive virtual assistance comes in. And there's actually companies out there that can help you right away with trained virtual assistants in the land business. One that comes to mind is landvaforyou.com. And so they, got, they find the deals too. Well, you've got to manage it. So they're not going to do your, You don't want inexpensive virtual assistants doing your county research for you. You've got to pick the market. But they'll mm. run the business or help you run the business. So mm. you don't have to be the one doing the due diligence. You don't have to be the one doing intake. The so, leg for work. example, the legwork of it. You don't have to be posting the ads. You don't have to be the one uh, selling necessarily. Although I think in the beginning, the two things that you outsource last would be county research and selling. So posting ads, you mean on those platforms that right. need to be posted, right? Okay. First, Correct. but if you go to the neighbor, you don't need to post. Maybe you get the deal right with the neighbor. Exactly. Exactly. But okay. you have to have somebody to navigate the GIS map to find the neighbors and to get those addresses and then mm. send out those mailings. And that's provided in the training. Correct. Correct. This is interesting, Mark. Now... For the actual course, what does that entail? If they actually they like what they're seeing and they want to go deeper into this, what is, how does that look? What do they get out of it? It's going to be everything you would need. So if you have more money than time, it's just a way to smart cut this, this business, essentially. So we okay. have a, a do-it-yourself course and you watch videos. 
we have a done with you course called flight school which is going to be more hand holding and more sort of individualized coaching and then we have one-on-one coaching as well and so mm. i would recommend that if someone's really serious they should get on a call with our team and the team's going to determine if this is right for you based on your current lifestyle how much time do you have how much capital do you have what's your commitment to this because the last thing we want anyone to do is get excited by it after listening to me on a podcast think this is going to be really easy and they're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars per month in passive income and then find out the reality is it ain't that easy so We want someone to be prepared for that. Look, Mm -hmm. it's a simple model, but it ain't easy. In fact, anything worth Mm -hmm. doing, any business, of course, isn't easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I don't want anyone listening to think, oh, this is so easy. That's good that you clarified that because it did sound pretty easy. It doesn't require much attention, but because there's a lot of legality behind it too, a lot of research that needs to be done. That is before you even take on a deal and then finding someone. So there are a lot of specifics that we right now are not aware of. And and it's definitely a good recommendation to do the course, the free one, just to get the ball rolling. Can you share with us your average success story of someone getting into this? What does that life look like for that person in the sense of the income, the time they're investing? the initial investment, et cetera? Yes. Roberto Chavez started about now about five years ago. He was working as a full-time corporate attorney in El Paso, Texas. And so his first year working part-time, he got to $8,500 a month in passive income. His second year, he got to over 14000 a month in passive income. His third year was over 22000 a month in passive income. And then he went down from five days a week to three days a week as an attorney. So he spent one day with his dad, helping him, his dad on his ranch, and one day doing whatever he wanted. His fourth year, he was able to quit his job and work full-time in land. This year, he's over 40000 a month in passive income. That's average now? Or is that you? I don't know about average. I just know that's a story that mm. comes to mind. I really don't know because we don't gather that data. People don't report back to me their passive income on a consistent basis. That's true. I, I don't really have that data. I, but the people that you know quit their jobs, they are very proud of it, and they tell me, and or they retire their spouse, they tell me. Makes but sense. Almost on a daily basis, I get a lot of gratitude. Hey, Mark, this business changed our lives. Thank you so much. Mm. I'm spending more time with my family, spending more time with my kids. We're able to travel. Monday and Saturday are the same day. Mm, It is the antidote to financial anxiety when you have that passive income. Cash Mm, is great, but I'd rather have cash flow. Yeah, definitely. It was great, Mark. Thank you so much for sharing all that information. It sounds exciting, but obviously it has its work that needs to be done and learned as a new a concept, not new concept in general, but for the person who gets into it, it's new to them. They have to educate themselves, get to a level at where they can provide that 
income to themselves to get find the right deals and make it happen. But you're doing great work by providing that service, providing this opportunity. And I'm grateful that you came on our show, Mark. Can you share what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? I think my innermost superpower is probably patience. Hmm. And I always joke with my girlfriend about this, that my, my best quality and my worst quality are the same quality. Sometimes I'll be too patient and then it ends up hurting me. But then I think the fact that I can work every day towards a goal and just keep focused on that goal and not worry about the results. All of a sudden you wake up one day, you're like, oh my gosh, look what I've built. And so yeah. I, I think that's been my superpower. Great. Great, Mark. Yes. Patience is in general a superpower. Patience does bring in great things in life because you're just more relaxed, more calm, works way better when we're not forcing. Thank you so much for giving us your time. I appreciate meeting you today. Thanks, Shahid. Appreciate it. My, my pleasure. 